Everybody, welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat Standup here on this gorgeous Monday, June 12th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, did you have a good weekend? I'm doing pretty good, but uh, looking like Thursday, I'm sneaking this one. This one is from Dr. Patrick Moore, the founder of Greenpeace, Confessions of a Greenpeace Dropout. Get to interview him. This is going to be pretty cool. For those of you who listen, which is 100% of our audience, Stu was holding up a a book. So uh, thanks for being... (laughs) Thanks for being descriptive there, Stu. But no, that's an awesome interview that we've got coming up. Dr. Patrick Moore former founder of Greenpeace, now thinks it's a scam. So highly recommend tuning into that one. We have an absolutely loaded show today, Stu. A lot happened this weekend. We were sitting here in our little pre-show meeting. I was booming stories left and right, but we're still left with five. First up on the menu today, guys, Germany's regulator warns the energy crisis is far from over. So Germany's energy regulator finally coming around to something we already knew here. So Stu will cover what's going over on in Germany. Next up, this is an awesome story. North Dakota tribe buys idle oil pipeline from Enbridge. You got to love it. We'll dive into all of the little details about this one. Um, Next up, new gas fire. 1,875 megawatt plant comes online in Ohio. Woo woo, make natural gas great. Again, we got to love that. Stu will cover What's going on with that plant? Next up, UK windfall tax to be scrapped if oil and gas prices fall to, quote, normal levels. It'd be very interesting to see what they consider normal levels, but uh, they did have to come out and say this as, as prices have fallen relatively, you know, as we stand here, we're about $70. These were enacted somewhere around 80 to $90 oil. So it'd be interesting to see how they change that. And then finally, Germany's 30,000 wind turbines are causing local rainfall droughts in a twist nobody saw coming um wind turbines are now causing rainfall droughts Stu will dive into all of those scary details he'll kick it over to me i will quickly cover what's going on in the oil and gas markets from a finance perspective oil uh, looks like it'll open down a little bit um after finishing its second straight week down week over week and a lot of this saudi lollipop stuff was was outweighed by just some weak demand numbers we'll cover some of the trading sentiment around there and see what Stu sees coming up in the markets. And then we'll let you guys get out of here, start your Monday. Hopefully you only have a few meetings that you have to bang your head to get through. But otherwise, um, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Before we dive into the show, guys, as always, check us out, www.energynewsbeat.com. Hit the description below. All of the stories you are about to see um, and hear are available and linked in the description below, linked on the website um, and available to read. And, and there's a lot more. As I mentioned, I moved about five or six stories. Stu was trying to run 12 stories for this show. So in the sake of time, we wheedled it down. Check out www.energynewsbeat.com to see all of that. Email us questions at energynewsbeat.com. We appreciate that. Um, check us out on YouTube at energynewsbeat dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. The best place for all your data and energy news combo. All right, Stu, we got a big show today. Where do you want to start? Okay. Hey, let's start with this one here. Uh, Germany's regulator warns the energy crisis is far from over. 
Michael, this one's uh, pretty darn interesting from the standpoint that natural gas storage facilities in the EU, the total EU, are at 70% capacity, while in Germany, natural gas tanks are at 76. The magic number that they think they need is 75, but for all of EU. Uh, But part of the problem is that that is also leaving in their 25% reductions in uh, technology and in commerce that they've shut down. So let's see, economy shut down, no baths, people stink. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, The regulator said if everything goes well, we'll have full storage facilities in late summer. And then they uh, bomb down in here a little bit later. Uh, they, you noticed that it was May 22nd, it was 23.2 below the average before the 2018. Uh, the crisis is not over. Mark Speaker said at the presentation of the utility giants first quarter in May. Um, well, here's the thing that the, the quote from what's his face, you know, the president of Germany's energy regulator, his name is Klaus Schwab, excuse me, no Klaus Miller. Oh, Um, geez. Oh, geez. geez. But his name is Klaus Miller. The quote that you originally read, Stu, if everything goes well, I don't know if that scares me because as we learn, if there's anything we've learned and you've taught me, nothing ever goes as planned. So if your entire plan for securing your energy storage for the winter relies on everything going well, I'd move and I'd and start stocking weather. up on shoes. Cause remember you're gonna have to start burning shoes, you know, keep your newspapers, stuff right. them into your shirts. Yeah. It, and it's like, uh, Oh, by the way, it depends on the weather. So, you know, okay. Yeah. yeah we can predict the weather. Ooh, hey, just hey I'm going to go ahead and uh, stay over there in Germany. So we don't have to burn all the fuel coming back over to the, you know, back and forth across the pond. Negatively, you, you are so good. You are so environmentally friendly. I appreciate. Oh, I that. am. I, and by the way, I've got this great uh, interview that I'm doing here with Dr. Patrick Moore. Okay, negatively changing the environment in Germany's thirty thousand wind turbines, causing local rainfall droughts. Uh, Michael, this one I thought was absolutely a wonderful uh, article, and. Um, uh, Andy, uh, Miss Producer, if you could bring in the map and fly it in, uh, here is the site represents one chart depicting wind energy installation concentration around Germany. The northern half of Germany, if you notice on this, this map as it rolls in for our folks that do uh, look at it or look at it on energynewsbeat.com, you'll see the northern half has most of the wind power and also has most of the drought. Oh, so there is, and if you'll notice it down here, Michael, if you look down towards the south where there's a little bit of wind, anywhere there's wind, there's a drought. Yeah, it is very interesting that the northern half of Germany is experiencing a drought versus the suburb half. I will push back a little bit. You know, I still need a little bit of a connection between, okay, the wind farms are popping up. And the drought's getting there. Is it correlation? Is it causation? I think it's causation. And I'll tell you why. Is it a coincidence that the soils are driest where most wind turbines are located? And that is, and it also says in a larger uh, farms, the soil's even drier. 
What do you, you know, mm, if you're having to, if interesting. You're, see, it's not just necessarily, oh, it's drying it up. It is drying the soil so that when it does rain, it is not able to absorb the water nearly as much. So it is a secondary cause and effect that is. I thought very uh, well articulated in here. We love a good second order thinking, but um, this just, you know, I'll, I can get behind droughts to get rid of wind farms. But if we're still getting, if we're still talking about whales, I say kill them. My young, <laughs> my young partner here. Oh my gosh. You'll save the earthworms, but you won't save a whale. <laughs> uh, I'm just, okay. I'm just poking the bear stew. What's All up? Right, Let's go to North Dakota. Uh, no, let's go to the UK because we're still over in the pond. We got to make sure we're not like Carrie. Yes, you know, you're right. Because we we're boating. We're being energy efficient. So we got to energy just boating across. You're right. You're right. Uh, that's right. UK windfall tax uh, to be scrapped if oil and gas prices fall to normal levels. Quote unquote, normal levels. The government has announced that it will remove the windfall tax on oil and gas companies if energy prices fall to normal levels levels. Let me read this to you. The levy raised about 2.8 billion pounds to date, but the government said energy companies are cutting back on investments as a result, putting in the long-term future of the UK's domestic supply at risk. This is this reeks of just total stupidity and the uh, it, this puts the long-term future on UK's domestic supply at risk. This goes along with the other story, Michael. The wind farms are not sustainable long term due to finances. That's why Germany and the UK are in trouble because of wind energy and the higher prices. Thanks to the revenue based from windfall taxes on energy profits, we've helped save the typical household a thousand five hundred pounds on their energy bill in July. But they're not thinking you know, past tomorrow. This is kind well, of like I, the, again, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They understand that rising energy prices are generally bad for the society because you see, you see that impacted in your electrical prices immediately. Right. And you see it impacted when you go fill up your gas tank immediately. It's it's there's, there's no, there's no real lag. Now, I think what the issue that they're talking about is we're seeing a slow cut back on investment. That is, if this tax continues to be levied, you'll see less, less investment to get to the point where, as this treasury mentions, this puts the long term, you know, this is the quote, this puts the long term future of UK's domestic energy supply at risk. I think the interesting part is, is that the treasury also came out and said that, yes, we are interested in in getting rid of this tax. But if you use the offit for budget responsibilities, energy price forecasts based on their forecast, whatever that is, <laughs> it can't be good, but uh, it's nope. probably right up there with Goldman Sachs. You know, they probably outsourced it to Goldman Sachs and they've just got $120 oil price forecast for the next six years, but that tax wouldn't be removed until 2028. So exactly. they, they don't want this to be removed, but they want to, but they're signaling we're in trouble. It's really funny. Okay. Um, Garth Davies, um, uh, what Equelture Secretary to the Treasury said, it's right that we recover excess profits resulting from Putin's war and the use of money to help people with their energy bills. Putin's war. OK, sanctions don't work. And they're one of the reasons, the biggest reasons that the energy has gone up, plus the bad planning. 
you can't blame everything on Putin. Uh, I despite I don't think Putin's a nice guy. It's not Putin's a hundred percent his fault. Okay. Anything else on this? No. I mean, you know, okay. Putin twenty twenty four. Uh, <laughs> every, whatever you had this weekend, you're working my only good nerve left. <laughs> Those are always our best shows when you're working my only good nerve. Let's head out to uh, across the pond. We're now in North Dakota tribe buys idle oil pipeline from Enbridge. I absolutely love this story. The Native American tribe in North Dakota bought the energy companies uh, Enbridge to help, not inbred, uh, kind of like what your ancestors coming from Arkansas were. The Hadan, Hestat, and uh, Arcata uh, Nation announced Friday, that, but did not disclose how much it paid. The tribe expects the pipeline, which will connect its oil facilities on its Fort Berthold Reservation to Enbridge Large Pipeline. I am very, very happy yes. for them. That needs to be revenue for that tribe. And there are yes. more than 2,600 active oil and gas wells on the reservation. I'd like to go one step further, Michael. Is there any way that those uh, natural gas dividends or natural gas could go straight to them to deliver low carbon electricity and stuff. I'd say burn no, the gas. because I don't think the I don't think the reservations own the minerals. And this is where I think this is why it's critical that, you know, the last sentence of this article, owning the pipeline will benefit the tribe financially. And that's why this Native American tribe went ahead and bought this. I mean, think about it. There's twenty six hundred active wells doing 144,000 barrels of oil oil per day, according to the U.S. Department of Minerals. It's going to right. allow them to basically get their hands and get squeezed in to the oil market. And again, there's, there was a, probably a lot of bridge financing involved with this. You know what I mean? Right. They didn't buy right. this bad boy in cash. Somebody came in and financed this thing till the cows come. The question is what this is going to most likely allow them to do is again, unlock 3,900 oil and gas wells that companies who own that lease probably want to drill. And now they're right. going to be able to take a fee, a per barrel fee for transporting this oil. Right. So if they don't have the minerals, they at least get something for the everything pumped out of there. Exactly. I, which I is think. why buying this pipeline is advantageous because now you get a, a small slice of, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And if you're talking, you know, 2,600 oil and gas wells are doing 145,000 barrels of oil a day. Imagine what 3,900 new it, wells would be doing. This particular portion of the pipeline that they bought can transport 15,000 barrels per day. Whoop, whoop. Hey, rock and roll. Um, you know, I, and I always love transporting on a uh, pipeline instead of via a tanker. So. Oh, absolutely. You'd much rather this than a train. Holy smokes, you'd rather this. But great, great. Uh, we love this. We love this move. Love more people getting their hands on pipelines. I love the the de-divestiture of pipelines from big big entities to smaller entities. Yes. You know, much like what's going on in Colorado right now with the EMP sector, you're going to end up seeing one to two large players. That's what's happening and been happening in the pipeline space. I love this decoupling from standpoint and Enbridge and is notoriously a horrible midstream operator. I'll just go out there and say that they routinely rank as one of the lower midstream operators. Um for a variety of reasons, we saw that specifically in in the Dallas Fed survey um, that came out a month and a half ago. So, but all in all, love say, this. 
uh, going back and forth between the Canadian border, the um, I believe it's the Michigan governor uh, has been really wiping them out and it's really caused some issues between Canada. So they're having to deal with a lot of headaches. So mm, um, yeah. I'm only going to defend them for about two and a half seconds. Let's move on to the next good story. The new gas fired 1,875 megawatt plant comes online in Ohio. I think this is fabulous, Michael, because this uh, entered into operation. It's the Guernsey Power Station in Guernsey uh, County, southeastern Oklahoma, is now sourcing gas from the Marcellus and Utica shale plays. Yahoo! And it's replacing a coal plant. This is one of the best things for the environment that you can do. And I just want to give them a complete shout out. This is from Ross D. Uh, and president of Cathanus uh, Energy. In 2022, coal fire plant requirements accounted for approximately 89% of retired capacity in the P- PJM region. As more and more coal fire plants are retired, the need for thermal resources and the essential, reliable, flexible power they provide is crucial for grid stability and increasing demand of power. This is also putting in the GE gas turbines, which are phenomenal. Uh, GE is really doing great on getting these things in there. These are the seven HA gas turbines. Yeah, Pretty no, cool. I mean, if you're going to replace coal, you better replace it with natural gas. Don't be dumb enough to replace it with the wind. That's all I always say. Love that 89% number of retired capacity going from coal to natural gas. You got to love that. And on the seven HA is one of the reasons I like that is because it does support hydrogen in the same thing with natural gas. That's a little forward thinking instead of putting in uh, the Walmart special turbines. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Okay. Uh, My arms are tired from going around the world, dude. Yeah, we'll we'll quickly bounce around, cover oil prices. Uh, we actually just saw the markets open here. It's 5.01 um, here on the 11th Sunday night. So we actually just saw markets open. Oil currently trading down 70.10. Was actually trading somewhere around 69.90 when that market opened about uh, two minutes ago. Um, but we've bounced back up. And again... It's very hard to reconcile what's going on in the markets right now because what what you know if you were to Google oil price news, you're going to see the same headline six days in a row. You know, battle between demand side forces and supply side forces. Now, what's on either side of that equation? Well, on one equation, you've got OPEC. OPEC, specifically what they did last week, Saudi Arabia's move to cut one million barrels from the market, clearly is a sign that the supply, it's a clear sign that they still believe there's a supply side issue going on and that cutting supply is the answer. In my opinion, for what we've seen this last week, it's not the answer. If you actually want prices to continue to rise, you're going to have to do a lot more than just continually cut from OPEC. There are other things you're going to have to do. And let's also not um, report that the US and Iran were attempting to finalize this interesting new nuclear deal. Stu, I don't know if you have much about that. We did, after both countries denied the report, you saw a huge drop in oil prices. You could see it right here on the stick last week. So, you know, do you see that, that potential renegotiation of that nuclear deal actually happening? Or is this being floated out there to mess with oil prices? Because I mean, oil was sitting at $71, went all the way down to below $69, then immediately back up to 71 All on this news. 
I think it's a political hack job uh, because the new uh, Iran, uh, Russia, China and Iraq, all of those new contracts are coming in are going to overshadow anything. And the only thing that I truly think that this means is that you're going to see another KC-135 end up with several billion dollars of cash on the Iranian landing uh, pad where the Americans uh, were Obama authorized cash payments again. And if that happens, you'll see a deal. Otherwise, it's going to be graft. You want my honest opinion? No, I was hoping you'd give us the the, 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 the lighter <laughs> version. But as always, you give us, unfortunately, the cold, hard truth. Um, so, again, this is mostly this news is most likely just being used as a political tool, as Stu said, yep. to raise and lower oil prices. Natural gas still two dollars and twenty nine cents. Not much movement over there. What are you worried about this week, Stu? What's caught your mind? What are you focused on? There is some major things going on around the world politically, and you're also seeing a major, major backlash on ESG investing. So I, I think there's a great awakening waking up this. And over the next bit, you're going to see some real articles coming out about ESG investing. People are tired of it. Yeah, well, get on the train. We hate it too. Couple uh, uh, programming notes. I will be out on Wednesday, traveling back to the motherland, Colorado. So you'll deal with a solo show or on a uh, on a uh, Thursday solo show. But I will be back in the seat on Sunday. Um, it looks to be a scary week, Stu. Buckle up, kid. Buckle up. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll let you get out of here. We appreciate you checking us out on this Monday. Um, we're, we're giving you good vibes for this week. Hopefully uh, nothing too crazy crossing your plate. But if so, remember, you can do this and you'll be fine. We're sending you the faith on this Monday, guys. We got it. <laughs> for Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow. 